0: New appointments in TCIG, arrest warrants issued in Haiti for high-ranking officials, a fire in Iraqi Hospital claims lives of premature babies, a look at sports Tiger Woods splits with major brand after 27 years, and your weather forecast. All those and more right now. Listeners, Thank you all for tuning in. It's Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. It's a pleasure to have you. The Office of the Deputy Governor over the last year has been promoting and hiring Turks and Gagas Islanders in high-ranking positions within the civil service. For the new year, we are pleased to announce three new appointments. Virginia Forbes to the post of Head of Secretariat within the Ministry of Physical Planning and Infrastructure Development. Forbes, a former educator, commenced her professional journey in 2008 within the Turks and Caicos Islands Public Service, initially contributing to the Department of Statistics. Transitioning through roles in district administration, her pursuit of a BED in secondary education mathematics signaled a shift towards an impactful tenure in education. For over a decade, Forbes devoted herself to shaping young minds, primarily as a secondary mathematics teacher her multifaceted experience in teaching coupled with various administrative roles within school management endowed her with a robust professional skill set and insight in 2022 forbes transitioned to the core public service taking up the role of executive administrator within the ministry of health and human services subsequently she was transferred to the ministry of physical planning and infrastructure development In June of 2023, Forbes assumed the acting position of head of secretariat, showcasing her leadership and organizational abilities. This temporary role is now formalized with this most recent appointment. Throughout her career journey, Forbes pursued continuous development, earning certifications that align with her professional profile. Her most recent milestone is the attainment of an MBA in finance from Edinburgh Napier University. Further enhancing her skill set and strategic acumen. The deputy governor and head of the public service, Her Excellency Anya Williams, in extending congratulatory remarks to Miss Forbes, stated quote I am delighted to congratulate Miss Vershina Forbes on her appointment as the Head of Secretariat within the Ministry of Physical Planning and Infrastructure Development, or PPID. PPID carries significant responsibility in a government's budget and capital program as it is responsible for not only facilitating, but the carriage of various infrastructure and maintenance programs throughout our islands. As head of secretariat, Ms. Forbes bears the responsibility for the overall management of the ministry's administrative functions. She assumes responsibility for the oversight of payment processing, communication with the cabinet office, management of various diaries within the ministry's executive, record keeping for the ministry's human resource, and communication with executives in other ministries, departments, and statutory bodies across government. As a former educator, Miss Forbes has displayed her talent in organization and management of deadlines and policies. We anticipate her talent being highlighted even greater in her new role, end quote. Dr. Anya Malcolm Gibbs to the post of Director of Special Needs within the Ministry of Education, Youth Sports and Social Services. Dr. Malcolm Gibbs stands as a testament to the power of dedication and the unwavering commitment to enhancing mental health care in the Turks and Caicos Islands. Her journey spanning across various pivotal roles and accomplishments echoes a story of relentless passion and expertise. Born and raised in the Turks and Caicos Islands, Dr. Malcolm Gibbs' educational ascent began with a flourish. Excelling as salutatorian of the Ianthi Pratt Primary School and later as head girl and valedictorian at Clement Howell High, she embarked on a remarkable academic voyage. Awarded a prestigious scholarship by the Turks and Caicos Islands government, she ventured to Howard University in Washington, D.C., earning magna cum laude honors in psychology. Armed with a Bachelor's of Science degree, Dr. Malcolm Gibbs pursued her soul's passion for mental health, traversing the halls of the American School for Professional Psychology. There, she earned a Terminal Master's and a Doctor of Psychology degree, driven by a resolute determination to bring transformative change to her homeland. In 2015, she returned to the Turks and Caicos, joining the public service in the Department of Behavioral Health Services as a clinical psychologist. Her impact reverberated through the islands as she spearheaded workshops, addressed conferences, and broke barriers fighting the stigma shadowing mental health. Dr. Malcolm Gibbs embodies resilience, expertise, and an unwavering commitment to fostering a society where mental well-being Thrives. Her accolades, including the prestigious Youth Award for Health and Wellness, reflect the magnitude of her dedication and accomplishments. Deputy Governor and Head of the Public Service, Her Excellency Anya Williams, in extending congratulatory remarks to Dr. Malcolm Gibbs, stated, quote, I'm delighted to congratulate Dr. Anya Malcolm Gibbs on her appointment as the new Director of Special Needs within the Ministry of Education, Youth Sports and Social Services. The Turks and Caicos government is heavily heavily focused on providing quality learning to students at all levels, in all stages of life. This includes students that have unique learning needs. The Turks and Caicos Islands government has made significant strides in the progression and ongoing care of mental health concerns in our islands. This appointment further develops work that has been done as we now have a dedicated department whose sole purpose is to care for, develop, resolve and advance concerns and policies for our students with special needs. End quote. And Dr. Virginia Clairvaux as the Permanent Secretary within the Office of the Governor. Dr. Clairvaux's journey in public service commenced in 1997 as a graduate teacher in the Ministry of Education. Her educational voyage began at Shortwood Teachers College in Kingston, Jamaica, culminating in a Diploma in Education. She embarked on her teaching career at the Ona-Glinton Primary School in Grand Turk, subsequently returning to her alma mater, the Madra-based high school, where she imparted knowledge in geography, history, and social studies before pursuing higher education. Her academic pursuits led her to obtain a bachelor's degree from the University of the West Indies, Mona, Jamaica, followed by a master's of philosophy in geography, also from the University of the West Indies. Dr. Furthered her academic prowess by completing her Doctor of Philosophy at Gunma University in Japan, backed by a Monboshai scholarship from the Japan International Cooperation Agency. She boasts numerous certifications from the esteemed organizations like the ICPS, Sedima, and FEMA, alongside co-authoring books and publications and creating the disaster awareness game. Dr. Calervo's career has been characterized by significant contributions to disaster management. In 2021, after nine years of unwavering commitment to disaster management at national, regional, and international levels... Dr. Clervo was appointed as the Deputy Permanent Secretary in the National Security Secretariat, spearheading crucial areas such as maritime sovereignty, food security, cybersecurity, disaster resilience, and critical national infrastructure. With an extensive tenure spanning over two decades, Dr. Clervo brings a wealth of knowledge, diverse skill sets, and a robust network of public-private partnerships garnered through collaborations with local, regional, and international entities like CEDEMA, FCDO, the British Red Cross, UNDP, and the Turks and Caicos Islands government. The Governor, Her Excellency Delaney Daniel Selvaratnam, in extending congratulatory remarks to Dr. Clairvaux, stated, quote, It is a great pleasure to announce officially and congratulate Dr. Virginia Clervaux on her appointment as the new Permanent Secretary to the Governor's Office. Dr. Clervaux is an experienced public officer, having worked with various ministries and departments during her career. She has a strong track record of delivery, and in her current role as Deputy Permanent Secretary of the National Security Secretariat, she has worked diligently to ensure the delivery of a number of key security initiatives. I look forward to working closely with Permanent Secretary Clairvaux and know that she will bring invaluable expertise in supporting and taking forward the objectives of the Governor's office." End quote. We would like to congratulate you three ladies on your new appointments and wish you all the best in your new roles. Now, the Department of Tourism Regulations wishes to inform the public about changes in tourism accommodation licensing criteria. Please take note of the following updates. Number one, changes to business license criteria for accommodation licensing. The Tourist Accommodation Licensing Ordinance of 1978, which contained the previous requirement of a minimum four-bedroom threshold for accommodation licensing, has been repealed. Two new criteria for accommodation licensing, the revised criteria of the newly established Tourism Regulation and Licensing Ordinance 2023, now stipulates that all accommodations are required to register and license their premises with the Department of Tourism Regulations. For any additional inquiries or questions, please feel free to contact the Department of Tourism Regulations, email address tourismregulations at gov.tc, telephone number 649-946-4970, or visit their website gov.tc slash tourism regulations that was your local news regional is up next and Tobago has witnessed a distressing start to the new year with 15 killed in just the first week. This grim statistic is more than double the country's murder toll for the corresponding period in 2023. Reports are that at the same time last year, the murder toll stood at seven. It has been reported that between Saturday evening and Sunday afternoon, six murders occurred within Port of Spain and several other areas in Trinidad. Amid this unsettling surge in homicides, the police commissioner, Erla Christopher, has emerged as a voice of authority, expressing confidence in the ability of law enforcement to combat crime. Despite the grim statistics, Commissioner Christopher remains resolute in restoring peace and order in the country. And a judge in Haiti has issued arrest warrants for more than 30 high-ranking officials accused of government corruption, including numerous former presidents and prime ministers. The warrants issued Friday and leaked on social media over the weekend accused the officials of misappropriation of funds or equipment related to Haiti's National Equipment Centre. The centre is responsible for using heavy machinery for tasks such as building roads or clearing rubble, especially after earthquakes. Among those named are former presidents Michel Martelly and Jocelyn herme as well as former prime ministers Laurent Lamothe, Jean-Michel Lapin, Evans-Paul and Jean-Henri Seant. Prévère and Lapin issued statements denying the allegations. No one has been arrested in the case and no further details about the investigation were immediately available. Judge Al Alduniel Dimanche has requested that those accused meet with him for questioning as the investigation continues. It is common for Haitian government officials accused in a criminal or civil case to ignore arrest warrants or requests for questioning and face no punishment as they accuse judges of political persecution. It is also rare for any high-ranking Haitian official to be charged with corruption let alone face trial. A local newspaper Le Novelest, obtained a copy of a statement issued by Le Pen in which he says that he was never officially notified of the arrest warrant. He also said that at no time during his 32-year political career did he ever become involved with the National Equipment Center. Prevert issued a statement accusing the judge of acting maliciously and thoughtlessly, he also asserted that the court of first instance in the capital of Port-au-Prince has no jurisdiction over the actions taken by presidents, prime ministers, and ministers in the exercise of their functions. Former Prime Minister Claude Joseph, who's not named in the arrest warrant, said that he met with the judge on Monday in case he could help with the case. And a group of 30 Cuban migrants found themselves in custody after making landfall in the Marquesas Keys. Florida, last Wednesday morning. Reports are that the incident, which occurred just west of Key West, saw the group arriving on what appeared to be a makeshift boat or raft. The Cuban migrants' vessel was captured in a photo released by the U.S. Border Patrol, revealing the craft partially grounded on a sandy beach. This marks the second such incident in the region recently, following an occurrence last Sunday when a group of 11 Cuban migrants made landfall in Key Largo. They too were promptly taken into custody and processed for impending removal proceedings. The U.S. Coast Guard has been actively addressing the ongoing migration challenges in the area. As of Tuesday, they reported that they have repatriated 235 migrants to Cuba since the beginning of the fiscal year on October 1, 2023. That was your regional news. World News is up next. In a startling incident that unfolded at a Walmart in Lehigh Acres, Florida, a 64-year-old man found himself in police custody after an alleged kidnapping attempt on December 29th. The incident was captured on the store's surveillance cameras. Surveillance footage revealed the moment when the 4-year-old boy became the target of the alleged kidnapper. Reports are that the elderly man grabbed the child by his wrist. Before the situation could escalate further, the child's sister stepped in, pulling her brother away from the stranger's grasp. According to the subsequent arrest report, the boy had been at the Walmart with his mother and two sisters at the time of the incident. Reports are that within an hour of the unsettling ordeal, authorities arrived at the man's residence and took him into custody. The charges brought against him were false imprisonment of a child aged 13 and under. Reports are that the suspect's wife provided a conflicting narrative to the authorities. She asserted that her husband was joking, a claim recorded in the police report. The accused, on the other hand, admitted to similar actions on previous occasions, but maintained that he never had any intention of absconding with the child. And a fire erupted Monday evening at a hospital in southern Iraq, sending smoke through a maternity ward and killing four babies who had been born prematurely, health officials confirmed. The fire started at a pile of debris belonging to a construction company working on renovations at Women and Children's Hospital in Diwaniya, Iraqi Health Minister Saleh al-Hasnawi told journalists at the scene. The hospital building did not burn, but it was filled with smoke and the four infants died of chest problems as a result of smoke inhalation. Some other patients suffered minor injuries. Iraq's Red Crescent Society said in a statement that its team successfully evacuated 150 children and 190 relatives from the hospital. Prime Minister Mohammed Shia al-Sudani's office directed local authorities and the health ministry to open an investigation into the circumstances of the fire, the state-run Iraqi news agency reported. Officials overseeing the hospital were suspended pending the outcome of the investigation. That was World News Sports is up next. Woods is no longer a Nike athlete after 27 years, ending a partnership between Nike and golf's biggest star and raising questions about the future of both in the sport. Woods in a social media post thanked Nike co-founder Phil Knight for his passion and vision that brought them together when he turned pro. Mark Steinberg, his agent at XL Sports, confirmed the end of the deal that began in 1996 when Woods turned pro after winning his third straight U.S. amateur. Wood signed a five-year deal worth $40 million when he turned pro. It was shocking money at the time to most in the industry, except Nike and his father. He renewed the deal, believed to be worth over $100 million, in 2001. His eight-year deal in 2006 was reported to be $160 million, and his latest deal was signed in 2013 for a reported $200 million. On the golf course, Woods set records as the youngest to win the Grand Slam at age 24, the only player to hold all four major titles at the same time, and his 15-shot win at the US Open, the largest margin for a major in golf history. But there were signs in recent years of a fractured relationship. Woods returned from his February 2021 car crash that shattered bones in his right leg by wearing FootJoy shoes saying it was a better feel considering his injuries. Nike stood by him when his personal life imploded in 2009 over extramarital affairs and when his schedule was reduced greatly because of leg and back injuries. Woods remarkably returned from fusion surgery to win the Masters in 2019, his fifth green jacket. Nike also has shown signs of slowing its golf business. It decided to get out of the hard goods business in 2016, sending Woods to play different clubs and a different golf ball. Nike, meanwhile, said in a recent earnings call that it planned to cut $2 billion over the next three years, raising questions about how much it would remain invested in golf. That was a look at sports. Let's take a look at the weather. Slightly windy skies, mainly clear expected. Highs of 83 degrees, lows of 75. Winds are from the east at 15 miles per hour, shifting to the east-southeast at 18 miles per hour later in the evening. That wraps up today's weather forecast. (music) Recapping today's news, new appointments in TCIG. Arrest warrants issued in Haiti for high-ranking officials. A fire in an Iraqi hospital claims lives of premature babies. A look at sports Tiger Woods splits with major brand after 27 years. Again, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in to The Nation Station. If you missed today's presentation, any other newscast or any of your favorite shows, you can always visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store. Stay safe. Enjoy your evening.